I believe with every fibre of my being that the course I have set out is the right one for our country and all our people. What has been achieved today is not Brexit. I don't believe this government has negotiated fairly or effectively. Brexit is a lose-lose situation. We have always followed the EU mandate. It is utterly unacceptable to anybody who believes in democracy. Hello and welcome to Brexit The Final Countdown. It's been a thousand days since this great nation voted to leave the European Union and here we are, still counting down. Uh, Joining us um, on this countdown from Westminster is Martin Brown, the senior political correspondent of the Daily Express. Hello. Hi there. How are you? Getting by. Getting by. Hanging on in there. Hanging on in there. Okay, in the interest of not running down the clock even further, let's begin. Okay, so Martin... uh, we had some significant votes last week and there was a lot of chaos. So correct me if I'm wrong, but MV2 was defeated, which was um, Theresa May putting her withdrawal agreement to the Commons again. MPs then voted against leaving with no deal on the 29th of March and then also voted for an extension to Article 50, which was a free vote. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we... Um... We, I think last time we spoke, we were we were on MV two day and uh, it was quite a dramatic day. And then, as you rightly say, that was defeated for a second time. Um, and then the following day, <clears throat> there was lots of shenanigans within uh, Parliament again on different amendments. Um, and the upshot of it all was that uh, Parliament voted to take no deal off the table. Um, although technically it's not off the table. And then the following day we had the vote on um, extending Article 50, which yeah. uh, was, again, a lot a lot of shenanigans on the wording of, of the, um, the motion. Um, and at the end of that, we the MPs voted to extend Article 50. Yes. Which is kind of... Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, it just adds another layer of confusion to everything. So, um, and that's where we were at the end of the last week. Yeah. Um, and then we had the weekend, right? And we had these, like, we had some noises coming out of the DUP that maybe they were softening, that there was more of an enthusiasm to kind of find a way to make the deal work. And Jeffrey Cox was banging on about the Vienna Convention as a way that Ireland, Northern Ireland, rather, could get out of the backstop. And it was all kind of looking. I don't know, we had like Philip Hammond was all over the place. So there was like obviously money being promised. And it, it felt like maybe had we been able to have the vote yesterday, it, would have, it wouldn't have passed, but she'd have chipped away at that majority again. Is that kind of, do you think that's fair? Yeah, well, the, the thing, what, what you find is you have in the week, you have proper things actually happening in Parliament and votes and things actually happen, whether it's voting for or against or... Um, but then you, at the weekend, MPs are away on Friday, or they weren't this Friday, but they're away over the weekend and they're on TV and then there's Sunday newspapers. So you have this vacuum, um, which creates an environment, breeds an environment where, you know, Remainers can say what they want to say, Brexiteers mm. say what they want to say. So you, you, you kind of, you, you get a picture of hope that things might get sorted out or you get a picture of, confusion or threats of rebellions or resignations and then it all but it all kind of you come back on monday and um proper things start to happen again and we've seen that this week so we we came back thinking 
that we were going to have an MV3 this yep. week, potentially. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that seemed fairly clear on Monday morning, and then things somewhat changed. We went when, back um, to 1604. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burko got involved um, and stuck a huge spanner in the works. So, yeah, the, in answer to your question, you have this period over the weekend where things are left to flourish and then uh, it all gets condensed again during the week um, and proper decisions happen. Well, the Burko thing truly came out of nowhere. So not even number 10 knew that he was like toying around with his favourite bit of legislation from 1604, right? Like that really was a mic drop moment. Well... Or did they know? I don't think so. I don't think so. Well, they, if they didn't know, they must be pretty stupid because it was raised <laughs> a week before in Parliament. Um, oh. Angela Eagle had raised it, I think, um, uh, uh, several another Labour MP anyway. Chris Bryant um, mentioned it as well, mm. or has previously mentioned it. So it, it wasn't totally out of the blue, but I think maybe it just shows how the turn and the government are just totally off the ball at the moment and they were totally blindsided by it and ministers weren't reacting sorry cabinet ministers weren't reacting initially and no one really knew whether it was a good thing or a bad thing brexiteers were saying it was a good thing because they thought it would give them more time to get rid of theresa may um remainers were saying it's a good thing because it (laughs) gave them more likelihood that there was going to be either a very soft Brexit or no Brexit at all. Yeah. Um, and no one really knew whether, you know, how to react to it, which was strange, really. But at the end of the day, I mean, it was it was a seismic moment. and um, But I, it's not really going to change. I don't think MV3, had it gone ahead, would have got through anyway. No. Um, and in a way, it, it has just given everyone a sharpened everyone's focus actually um the speaker got a lot of bad pub- publicity uh, and yeah he not did <laughs> not particularly well liked among mps and some of the public um but he was uh, yeah, he, he was he was um he was upholding you know the, the laws of the par- of parliament so it's not like he just suddenly did something that um, he wasn't allowed to do. He is allowed to do it. It was it was pretty much unprecedented. Though. But previously, he'd also said that like we should be ignoring like legal. Pre- we should be ignoring like historical precedent. Like he can't. He's kind of flipped his own argument, right? Because he's kind yeah. of so um, one minute when like not supposed to be using kind of history as a blueprint, and then he's literally going into the archives of 1604, um, and you know, and, and applying that to today. Apparently, it hasn't been used since 1922 or something. So it yeah, like. I mean, and that was in very different circumstances. Well, quite, but, yeah. But, but, but in a way, I think the chances are that MV3 would have happened and it would have got voted down again, looking at the numbers. Yeah. Um, the hardline Brexiteers were saying that they weren't going to vote for it. So she, it wouldn't have gone through and we would have just still been in the same position looking at a, another vote, a fourth vote. So in a way, it's, it's probably sharpened everyone's focus a little bit and uh, number number ten now have to come really have to come up with something um, different if they if they want to get a deal through. So you think rather so far from like thwarting and perverting the course of Brexit, you think actually it was a a clever move by a frustrated Burko to get us all to focus and to actually kind of move this thing along. Really, it's a very sympathetic reading. <laughs> I don't think it was a, a clever move, but it was 
I, I think um, with hindsight now, it, it's it's provided um, an opportunity for something significantly different to change um, in terms of because I think what they were going to do uh, would just change the day of Brexit date, and that might have been sufficient to. Um, change the uh the kind of the motion um but now now they they really need to do something a little bit more different than just that mm, okay so then fast forward to today Theresa may is currently writing or this letter is like in transit to the eu 27 where she's asking for her short delay so we're asking i think it's until june uh we wouldn't field any candidates for the european elections in may she says that the people are fed up with parliament's failure to take a decision and she, as the Prime Minister, shares their frustration. So that's going to land in the inboxes of some important people in Europe. And then are they going to give it to us? I mean, what what do you, what's of benefit to Europe to give us a short, focused extension? Or do they now insist it has to be a year? Do they have to insist on a general election? Like, I mean, we are, the ball is entirely in their court, isn't it? To use a very tired phrase. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think she's now in an impossible position. If she asked for a long delay, um that would have led to a very soft Brexit or no Brexit at all and torn the Tory party apart. Um, and now by offering us, um, uh, it seems like she wants a, a short delay of up to three months. Yeah. That makes no deal um, look more likely again because if she tries to get her deal through, it's, it's as we've always said, it's a numbers game and the hardline Brexiteers the ERG are saying that they're not going to vote um, for her deal come mm. what may. Excuse the pun. And um, <laughs> that means that she won't get it through unless it condenses um, Labour Party minds and some of them um, back her deal. So this would um, be, what, bunging some more cash to those Labour leave seats? And is that it? Well, if it, I, I don't know. If, if, if her deal doesn't go through then we're going to have a, a no-deal Brexit in May or June or mm. whenever it is. Um, so will some Labour um, MPs who really don't want a no-deal, will they vote for Theresa May's deal to counterbalance the 20 or however many um, hardline Brexiteers who mm. won't vote for it because they want a no-deal? Yeah. Um, that's That's a... But she's, Theresa May is now in the situation that she was trying to avoid all along. I mean, she wants her deal to go through. It's kind of a middle-of-the-road Brexit. She doesn't want no deal, and she, she doesn't... Um, well, she has she, to start blurring her red lines if she does a softer Brexit, right? Like, yeah. that suddenly starts... We start talking about things like a customs union or freedom of movement, which were all promises, weren't they? That she, she's, They were all part of the, well, the red lines. Um, okay. Oh, God, this is kind of miserable isn't it so yeah we we just when you think it can't get any more complicated it it, it does um and the, the latest we're hearing now is just just for fun we could be holding there's a vote next week to be on the eve of brexit yeah. day um just to add a little bit more tension to we all to needed it my migraine and your mood we all needed <laughs> we all needed a bit more <laughs> tension it's just kind of tedious i think we all share we all echo her sent- sentiment everyone's getting a bit fed up and and, the, and i should add as well the i mean the battles battles are raging within within government within the tory party i mean it's it, it it's not a pretty place not a happy happy ship 
Um, the cabinet is torn, and um, yeah, there's <laughs> the cabinet meeting yesterday. Andrea Ledson was leading on the front foot. She went and, nuts, um, right? She's the she's our front page this morning. She went. She was <laughs> she was an angry lady. I strongly believe now that um, Andrea Ledson is the um, the second female prime minister that the Tories wish they'd had. Now, not not Theresa May, but um, oh she my got to the final. She got to the final runoff with uh, Theresa May, and, and she is a mother. Time, remember but, that. Um, well, yeah, but um, uh, certainly the Brexiteers would have would have felt that. But um, she she took no. She pulled no punches in um, cabinet yesterday, and uh, I think she was backed up by several other uh, Brexiteers in cabinet. So, government's not a happy ship. The Tory party battles are raging everywhere, and um, Theresa May is limping on, trying to put out fires here, there, and everywhere, yeah. and um, trying to get a deal across the line, which is not looking like it's going to be the deal she wants. No. Or any deal. Um, what do you think? Where are Europe at in all this? I mean, I'm. I mean, like, <laughs> what do you think? Yeah, they, that's interesting they, because they're, they're the powerful. One. Well, they always were, maybe. Well, it's interesting it's like, because we're just everything's happening. Uh, it's all kicking off here. But um, if Theresa May, she's writing a letter to Donald Tusk and the EU asking for an extension. The EU could turn around and say no. Um, well, yeah. Michelle Barnier yesterday um, hinted at that. He said, unless there's a real reason, a real change, you know, a, a kind of a, a framework of what you're going to be doing in, in this time period, extended time period, then we may not grant you an extension. We're not going to grant you an extension just so that you can have a load more votes and loads more infighting and not come to any conclusion. So yeah. she's, whether there's a, a rabbit in there buried deep down in the number 10 hat or um, they've held something what back. What would that rabbit even look no, like? I, I mean, who, where no do you begin? But, to... um, yeah. It, 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 number 10 and now have got to come back, come up with a, a really good reason now to um, have an extension for three months and set out exactly what they plan to do. And, I mean, the EU, EU countries are divided on, on this. Um, I think uh some of them spain the italians uh the french want a, a much longer extension than others um oh, others are looking i think those spain italy and germany um sorry france are looking for a two-year extension some are looking for a one-year um so whether and some will probably grant a three-month extension but um it's not a full, it's not a foregone conclusion and the EU holds all the aces, really. I mean, yeah. Do they? So, we, when do we find out today? Do they have to respond today, or do they respond? Because we've obviously at the European Council summit on is it Thursday? She's there. I think she's writing to the, the, the formal letter is gone today, or will be going today. Yeah. Um, whether we hear anything today, I, I don't know. Um, and then she, tomorrow she will be uh, off to Brussels for a, what's looking like a very, very critical summit. I mean. Um, yeah, <laughs> I bet they can't wait to see her. Uh, yeah, are you going? I'm not. My boss, Mesa Hall, is going. So uh, this is a this is a big deal. So I'm I'm too far down the food chain to uh, to go to. This are you one. kidding me? <laughs> Don't be. But uh, no, so it's, bashful. It's, it's, 
really does look like it. I mean, this was supposed to be the last ever EU summit, um, but um, if we get an extension, then there's a chance. I think there's one in June, so that could be the one. That could be the one where everything is all signed, sealed, and delivered. You're a gambling person, so what do you? What would you? What do you think? Are we going to get? Are they going to insist on a year pushes for a nice soft Brexit, which they would prefer? Have a general election? Yeah. Well, I'm not a gambling person. I'm not a gambling person, but I do like. Um, I do like the odd, I do like no I do like the odds flutter. Um I Don't would say I think we'll probably get the three month extension because um that could be classed as a kind of a technical extension anyway. Um and it depends how they word it. They could word it that you get a three months extension and at the end of that then there might be another two year extension, I don't know. But um I would guess that there's going to be a three-month extension and then we're either going to get her deal or no deal. Um, and with no deal looking possibly the favourite at the moment. Well, yeah, have you seen all this Operation Yellowhammer stuff, which is like a, a kind of doomsday scenario for no deal Brexit? The no deal planning that's been going on for a couple of years now and they're talking of it will come, yeah. into, come into effect on Monday. So yeah, it's good that we've got um, a plan. <laughs> Um, Great to have a plan, I, I, but I don't think anyone knows what it is, do we? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we did a story on it a few weeks ago. It was actually one of mine. Um, that you I know, there's lots, lots of uh, <laughs> lots of um, planning, and you know, the Department of Health, all the all the departments were planning. Oh, the just, body bags, and yeah, the fridges, body that bags, kind of stuff. Oh, drugs, right, body all bags, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, we're, oh, fine, fine, fine. We're okay. Stock um, up on your mineral water, that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, they've been doing it for two uh, years, so. Um, they say that they say they're ready well if Stephen Barkley's ready we're ready yeah. Martin and and yesterday uh, Donald Tusk and Leo Varadkar the Irish Taoiseach met and they mentioned they were talking about how the other EU nations are now really stepping up their preparations for no deal so I mean they're, they're thinking they're thinking now that no deal is is more likely good grief Good grief. Um, it just feels like a pretty sombre, pretty depressing time, doesn't it? Just fogs of uncertainty, no decision making and just kind of chaos at every turn. And just when you think maybe you've got a vague idea how it's going to pan out, someone like Burko, you know, goes into the archive and finds a, a treat from the 17th century. <laughs> it's quite something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so Theresa May is with uh, the European Council Summit tomorrow, and then we're supposed to be leaving in, well, 10 days. Nine days. Less than that. Nine, nine days. days. Nine yep. days. Nine days. Um, but we won't be doing that anymore, but we don't know when we will be leaving. So, yeah, I, so we should be there uh, Thursday and Friday in Brussels, so expect fireworks there, and then um, potentially we're going to have a vote next week on something. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they'll either be well. It's got to be. Uh, we're not going to be leaving on the 29th of, uh, no. of March. It's impossible now. But what's happened to that commemorative coin? You know that lovely coin that we were all going to get. Yeah, so I don't. Withdraw that from the mint. Is it? Is it too late? Do you think it ever got submitted? I don't know what. Uh, we should do a story on that. Yeah, Martin. yeah. I think they need to be uh, yeah. smelted down and. Um, Re re uh, reminted. <laughs> reminted. Reminted. Um, heavens above. 
Okay, so next week when we speak to you, Martin, Theresa May would have been in Brussels. We will have an extension, perhaps agreed. Who knows for how long? Like you say, we might have a vote about something else. And um, yeah, we probably will probably have a very similar conversation, I imagine. I'm sure we will. What are, what are you doing today? She's doing a 1920. She's at the 1922 committee, isn't she, this afternoon? So are you going to be in that corridor again? Yeah, we've got Prime Minister's questions um, in about an hour and then in a day. And then, yes, 1922. There's talk that um, she might get a question in PMQs asking for her to resign. There's, to resign, yeah. There's talk um, that she may face cause of a resignation in 1922 committee tonight. So that's at 5pm. So, yeah, plenty to keep us busy today. Um, but it's, yeah, this week, this week is all about the summit. So, you know, there's nothing, yeah, it's all about the summit and what the response to the letter. And, um, and she was meeting, interestingly, she met Boris Johnson yesterday in a, Kind of, oh, did she? Yeah, it was kind of. He tried to sneak into number ten through the cabinet office, but he can't sneak anywhere. No, You've seen no, him. He's, he can't well, sneak. Actually, he tried to sneak in, but I saw he was followed by about fifty-eight TV camera crews. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah so how he likes it. it must be serious if she's calling him in to. Uh, and I think he was asking for uh, spelling out what changes need to be done. If for him and others to to back her deal, so he doesn't have the, but he doesn't have the clout that he used to have, right? He's just a he's no, well, sure. maybe not he, the white. He's got a new haircut. He's got a new haircut. Oh, he claims that it was an accident, but um, I mean, it looked mad when we saw it. Didn't yeah, it? it yeah. When you see him up close, it uh, he looks very different. So <laughs> we, we want we want the mop back, but yeah, uh, I, so I, I think it's quite. Sick. Significant that Boris was in yesterday talking to her, and if she listens to him, then um, that means that she could win a bit more support. But um, it's all about the numbers, as we keep saying. As we keep saying, we haven't even mentioned Labour on Monday night when all this was kicking off. Jeremy Corbyn was at the National Kebab Awards. Yeah. So everyone's got their everyone's got their produce straight. He doesn't eat meat and he doesn't drink. No, so no. he asked the crowd to cheer about whether they liked falafels. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's. So uh, really I think he's a regular at those events. So. I mean, holy but, yeah, Labour seem to uh, largely insignificant at the moment because um, it's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as I mentioned earlier, that you know potentially there's a few Labour votes that could save the day for for Mrs May. Mm, Caroline Flynn. At all. Yeah. Um, my Latin's not as good as yours. Um, Martin, it's been an honour and a privilege. Um, I think that was depressing, really. Um, but next week, I'm sure we'll be more upbeat because we'll have a much clearer sense of what's happening and you'd have put some money behind No Deal and you'll have a good wager. Yes. Well, next week, we will we'll be even closer to March the 29th. I'm sure that will provide the clarity We're getting that we, there. we need. Well, we will speak to you soon, Martin. Thank you very have much. Have a good day. Bye. Thank you for listening to Brexit the Final Countdown. If you like what you heard, make sure you click subscribe and if you really enjoyed it, you could always leave us a review.